The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Valen, and today we're going to learn about how to spot a good medical study. Let's say you're trying to decide for yourself whether or not a particular alternative medicine technique has any benefit. You see on the company's website that there are medical studies showing that the treatment was effective. Assuming they provide a reference to these studies, how do you know you can trust it? While it's true that the more you know about science and medicine, the more likely you are to be able to spot fraudulent claims, you don't need to be an expert in order to spot lies and half-truths in spurious medical claims. Let's outline what you should look for in a medical study without having to go back to school for a medical degree. But first, this episode is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rusanovich. In this intense thriller, cybersecurity expert Jeff Aiken discovers that the New York Stock Exchange has been hacked, and someone on the inside knows. More on the Road Code audiobook and why you should listen in just a moment. One of the problems with carrying out sound medical studies is that there are various psychological phenomena that can interfere with the results. Let's say you're reading about a study that says eating cookies made with rye flour mixed in causes you to jump higher than cookies made with wheat flour alone. Our study will have two groups in it, the control group and the treatment group. In the control group, participants will be given regular cookies while in the treatment group, participants will be given the cookies that have the rye flour mixed in. After they eat the cookies, we'll measure how high they can jump. Without a control group, we have no way to know whether it's the rye cookie that's affecting their jumping ability or if it's something else. So this kind of study is called a controlled study. Now let's say we have all of our volunteers meet at our test facility, and we'll call them back one at a time, in the order that they arrived. We do the rye cookie group first, then the plain cookie group. We perform our tests and notice that just as we predicted, the rye cookie people do jump higher after eating their cookies. Are we done? Are rye cookies the key to basketball prowess we've been waiting for? Well, unfortunately, we failed to randomize our groups, and so we've fallen into a trap called selection bias. What we didn't realize is that all the people arrived first for the study did so because they wake up early, exercise, eat a healthy breakfast, and then head out ready to seize the day. They arrived bright and early, first in line for the test, whereas the other slovenly volunteers barely rolled out of bed in time to make it to the test because they stayed up all night playing video games and eating cheese balls. By assigning the earliest arrivals all to a single group, we've inadvertently biased our results. The fix for this problem is pretty simple. We just need what's called a randomized trial. The easiest way to go about this is to give everyone a number and then randomly choose numbers to be a part of either the treatment group or the control group. So we go and make that change. We call in our rye cookie group and we tell them, hey, I'm going to give you a cookie that contains some rye flour. It should make you jump higher than normal cookies. We measure how high they jump, giving them a few tries to make sure they're warmed up. Then we give them that rye cookie and have them jump some more. Most of them still jump higher after eating the cookie. Success, right? 
Wrong! We've fallen victim to two well-known psychological effects, the placebo effect and the Hawthorne effect. The placebo effect occurs when your brain, believing it's receiving a worthwhile treatment, can actually alter your body chemistry to mimic the expected effect, but only temporarily. In our cookie study, people under the placebo effect might subconsciously be thinking, oh boy, magic cookie, magic cookie must jump higher! And this causes the brain to release adrenaline, which may affect the results. Another trick of the mind, called the Hawthorne effect, results in people subconsciously altering their behavior or performance when they know they're being studied. In this case, people might be thinking, wow, this seems like an important study, and I'm part of it. Let's do this jumping thing. Such thinking might also affect their results. To combat this problem, we use what's called a blind study. In a blind study, we don't tell people which group they're in. We just give them a cookie and see what happens. However, there's still one problem. Even though we've eliminated the bias caused by our jumpers knowing which cookie they've been given, bias can still come from the people carrying out the test. Perhaps when handing out the rye cookies, the experimenters consciously or unconsciously give a clue as to which cookie is which. Maybe the tone of their voice when they say, now eat this cookie and let's see what happens. Or perhaps they really believe in the powers of rye, so the experiment is always round up on measurements for the rye jumpers, but always round down on the measurements for the plain cookie jumpers. Whether it's deliberate or not, the way to combat this kind of bias is with what's called a double-blind experiment. In a double-blind experiment, the participants don't know which cookie they're getting, and the people handing out the cookies don't know which cookies they're handing out. One way to do this is to assign numbers to each cookie and then hand those out randomly. They'll record only the fact that participant number 12 ate cookie number 3 and had an average post-cookie jump of 0.4 meters. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rasanovich. When Jeff Aiken is called in to investigate a possible breach of the New York Stock Exchange, he finds that the system has been hacked and it seems traders may have allowed it to happen. Instead of praising him for his discovery, the New York Stock Exchange turns on Aiken, accusing him of grand larceny. Now Jeff must find and expose the criminals behind the theft to protect the U.S. economy and prove his own innocence. The search takes Aiken to the back alleys of Rio de Janeiro, where he takes on one of the world's most ruthless cartels. To listen to a sample of this exciting audiobook, go to macmillanaudio.com slash code right now. So now you know more about the various kinds of medical experiments that can be carried out. Now, these same principles hold true for many other types of scientific experiments, not just medical trials. The most common test of true rigor is a randomized, controlled, double-blind test. There are some that are even more rigorous, such as triple-blind tests or crossover trials, but double-blind, randomized, controlled tests are the most common. If you like today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash QDTEinstein. If you have a question you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Till next time, I'm your host, Lee Phelan, with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.